Time, the end, rather, no end, per whose request must I respond to the raw, brazen, honest and real deal, unbashed, uncut process of my writing, of course it's not the genius of a mentally ill mind, but one last erroneous uncle for the second alibi, erroneous, Ben, absolutely, mates, the genesis, rather the genius derives from the joking relationships I have with many voices in my head extending far downward inside my psyche, I can't get them out of my mind no matter what I do, the repetitions are in fact due to their own independent and relentless repetition and with their otherwise severely appalling messages, requests, and demands, they urge my own suicide so I opt for an alibi, over and over, confessing to all the cameras, on stage, all the world's a stage, to quote Shakespeare's as you like it, as they like it, they go as far as telling me to murder but I give life instead, just as Georgie would himself, I give life to Georgie, help comes along in many fashions from first, the writing itself, then the implicit repetitions, which derive from within and finally the birth and rebirths of our hero to love, our dearly loved Georgie Gust, may he rest in peace, never, there's an electromagnetic device set up here in my quarters, here in this, my home, in the ward, in my head, in my heart perhaps that might be more appropriate, my heart, it doesn't feel well, but the repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation sometimes zap the voices out of my head without hurting my mind, my brain, my heart, my core, mon coeur. I'm entangled in the wires of my transcranial magnetic stimulation device and feel the electromagnetic pulses deep inside, somehow seamlessly. TMS pulses, they are called, it tingles, thus enters the introductory clause, subject, paresthesia and parenthetical pet peeves, in the prequel to the second-hand sequel. I get headaches, too but they get me through, as the minor muscle deflations of my face and scalp melt me. The clock on the wall here in my little home office melts, too. The clock ticks and the phone still rings non-stop so I can't sleep and I can't see because I'm legally blind. I embrace disease. I take what I'm given audio books, of course to read on occasion when engaged in more idled activity which is rare. All of this happens in this place I call home. I have no idea where home actually is in this most unusual crack den. This pen the ink itself as it bleeds, the story, the places, and the vaults, the recesses embedded within my mad mind ruthlessly intoxicated with madness, it all intoxicates me, as long as I remain symptomatic I will write, and continue to do so, dictating alibi after alibi until the voices of all these so-called people, Claudia, Heidi, Kelly, Georgie, Dr. C, and myself, and myself, the fantasies of everybody and every place, and everything, they continue on, they've become tragic obsessions in my last literary gig, the voices and hallucinations say a lot, and before I say goodbye at the end of this bit, once enlightened at last, there will be more to come, the full three-part trilogy and so forth, history repeats itself, so does the present, the night is quiet and still now, and at the end dart, I begin again. I'm Ben, I just am, that which follows is the, let's call it, G-rated part of a work of otherwise often X-rated fiction, no harm is at stake, simply stated, 
What follows involves my own way of making it through difficult times as quickly as I must, through writing therapy, rather per writing for my autobiography book series. There have been but two unanswered questions literally within the literature, a, how to kill off Georgie and B, how Jonathan, me, myself, the author that is Ben, will have eventually, if ever will have synthesized with Ben, or not. The unmentioned loss I happened to encounter professionally caused me to what? It caused me to jump the fuck up leaping onto the keyboard under the sounds of Trent Reins's electric thunder and intriguing possibilities, and so I still sit, sitting still with my speakers blaring loud as bloody hell, calmly, perhaps, I stumble upon the well-awaited since, 2006 finale to the trilogy or Deuce of the Alibi or Alibiography series with special thanks to the infamous editor who screwed me over for the last time creating a symptomology more severe than ever, I get through, art saves lives, at least mine, Jonathan, are you asleep? I know your loss must have really hit you hard as you posted online to your readers, I'm concerned, I love you and I want you safe, emails Kelly, I understand your publisher pulled out as did your editor, perhaps it may be time to just publish Penality as the final book, perhaps, perhaps, it rings in my head, perhaps, put it up it's up as it is, Kelly advises in my mind, in my head, so it can't authentically be written in the second person, this is third person stream thought, not action, so let's keep this real, but I can certainly help with the leftovers, I can help, blog it, taste it, smell it, can you smell it, Ben, can you see it, can you visualize it, it can be done, it, rather you are the story, Ben, Jonathan, you are the book, and the series and you can reach your own climactic conclusion, right now and straight away, as you like it, it might be good for you, again, I love you, Jonathan, I love you Ben, I love you Jonathan, she reminds me writing me electronically from next door while I'm still here, wherever I'm in, New Mexico at least and at last far, far, away from California finally, this is my reply and thus my end, Ben comes to realization, a realization as it pertains to his second alibi, the banality of life as it pertains to who he is after all, who he really and truly is, and whom everybody has likely known all along, underneath the wreckage Claudia has imposed, for example, it all comes down to but a simple short and sweet story after all, not much to it, he is who he is, Georgie, and Ben is not asleep, neither am I, I, Jonathan, am pulling through the wreckage the professionals left behind, an intrusive but immaculate final fantasy, all thought pounces on Ben, on me, Jonathan, genuine enlightenment even in its own banality, it should never be bought or sold and therefore to hell with China White, and thank the Lord Ben can't even find his way around the block to score any more drugs where Georgie lives due his pathology, for being a schizophrenic, the same goes for Ben as it does for Georgie. He'd, who, Georgie, arranged with my help years ago for all his antipsychotic medications to be locked in secure safe might he ever find his way to break into Fort Knox, God forbid he was to relapse nearly 12 years after sobering up from heroin, crack cocaine, PCP, and booze, drugs as such, and suicide, are indeed available for such unmentionably petty knee-jerk reactions like the Winnie Cribber little bee sting of being free after all, that's what it boils down to, 
Smaller anxieties are all the same in his sordid colorless life, they blow up in Ben's book but rather onto a free-to-see peep show of a blog, a free read illuminating the genius of his mentally ill mind, his life, and mine would blow up if it wasn't for my role of being his creator, as the author, as Ben himself, as Jonathan, in the flesh and forever so, he is, rather I'm the one, I am still just a trapped little literary device. Georgie takes care of me and I, Ben, take care of him. We love our beloved Georgie and we love our belated Ben, after all. Most certainly Ben has meant it when he says it's matter of fact that the publisher's petty little bee stings blow up like the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, especially with his hefty dose of some good old-fashioned and severe complex PTSD. If not, he'd be fictionalizing a bona fide smoke a pure once in his lifetime 60 mg hit of DMT enabling his lung after due, short-lived but greatest 20 minutes of his life, and thus mine. Dr. C has always asked how I would ultimately end Georgie's life as a literary device and my answer is in therapy, writing therapy that is, see, once Georgie's 20 minutes of bliss is up, there's no action, he simply inhaled the drug, the full-blown DMT, so just use your imagination of what his experience is like while I write, that he wouldn't be able to function or feel any pain, any longer and so neither would I it's why I write the alibis and speak to the cameras which record him to prove the cause of our deaths, as one, Georgie's cause of death, Ben's cause and my own death, our literary deaths, together as one, a full-blown fictionalized mass mental suicide. Georgie Gus's heart will simply give out within a minute or so left, check the timer tick tick tick, his psychedelic highest of highs flies in the background, my heart opens wide open, finally, and at last, spreading its wings and doing the happy dance of letting go, truly letting go, letting the whole story go, long live Georgie, enter at last Jonathan Harnish, who lives on and on and on, and so on. As for Claudia and the others, well, to hell with them. I think our job is da here, back to Kevin at Goldhand, no fuck Kevin at Goldhand and the ultimate early release of Second Alibi, for the serialized fiction has reached its climactic finale, finally so now I may type, as I win, the joy of life, a laugh in DL envoy, Jetauche may I continue to live long and prosperously, as it's sometimes said, here he is at last. At last, he has arrived. I'm and will always be Jonathan Jonathan Harnish. The end.